0: Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. How are you doing today? It's a beautiful day in London. It's 25 degrees out there. It's un- unbelievable weather uh, from a few days ago and it was really getting cold. But anyway, we're, we, we are where we are and I hope wherever you are, it's 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 a nice day for you. We're still in, in the UK. In case you're watching, I know I get quite a few listeners from abroad, um, we're still in a, a lockdown period here, but it's semi-lockdown compared to some countries where lockdown means you know, you can't leave your house without this permit. And you've got to say to the police, I'm going down the shops and I'm coming back. Uh, and you can't and you couldn't do exercise. So really, London was never quite like that. It was a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, maybe a, a, a DIY type of lockdown where you can go out to, to exercise, but you can't sort of mingle or, or hang around. Um, now that that kind of restriction has been lifted and schools were closed. But uh, they they weren't quite closed because they were, um, uh, you know, open to workers, key workers, children. So you you you, you had a, a funny situation compared to other countries. In in, in a lot of other countries, they just right, that's it. We're logging, we're logging, we're locking down, and, and nobody leaves the house, and that sort of thing. But uh, in 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 this country, it was a, a, a kind of a almost locked down by consent, the police were not too heavy handed about it. They, they weren't going around arresting people unless there were exceptional circumstances. They, they got a bit heavy handed in some areas, but I, I don't think they were, were too bad. Uh, they were not uh, the, the, the it, they were not too, what I would call draconian about it anyway. So uh, anyway, we're coming out of that now, but some people say they don't want to go back to work because they're not sure about the safety aspects of it. We have seen the construction industry getting back to work and I've, I've i've seen building sites up and running again which is great because that that keeps a lot of people employed in this country millions of people are employed directly or indirectly in the building and property industry and it's not just builders but it's shops it's its suppliers it's electricians plumbers you know you, you name it and as well as the sales side of it as well and every time every time somebody buys a house and moves a house if we have a period of uh, a lot of property movement it, it boosts the economy because people are buying new kitchens new furniture new carpets and it's that this is the spending that uh produces the gdp figures which the gdp figures the gross domestic product f- figures uh, which are obviously going to be down this quarter we're all in recession uh we, we're now seeing 2.1 million people now claiming Uh, state benefits such as universal credit and this is up by 856,000 so it's nearly a million up and it follows a period where we had relatively low unemployment we had record numbers of employed people I think it's as early as last December just before the 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 crisis so it's terrible news that it's gone this way and America was the same America's now up to 33 million people uh, claiming unemployment benefit, and there's not much benefit there. So a lot of those people are going to be living in cars and living in tents, literally. Uh, the, the safety net is is not so uh, prominent in, in in some countries as it is here. At least we've got a safety net. Uh, landlords have been told they can't evict people. Landlords can also apply for a mortgage uh, holiday and obviously there's the furlough scheme uh, we've got six million people on the the furlough scheme where employers can send them home and and, and the government will basically pay 80 percent of their salary I mean, that's costing billions uh, self-employed grant scheme two million people have applied for that saying that their business is in trouble and that's guaranteed by a state guarantee by the government by the taxpayers if it goes wrong six billion has been paid out for that so far um, so it it's you know, it's, it's a lot of people there um, claiming some sort of benefit, uh, business rates, relief, all sorts of benefits that are all being paid for by the government. And, you know, if you add up the six million claiming uh, on furlough, the two million on unemployment benefit, the two million self-employed people in trouble, you know, that's 10 million people who are basically economically inactive. That will have a, a knock on effect on tax revenues, right? They're not going to be paying uh, a corporation tax next year or or tax on their profits because there won't be any profits. I think a lot of businesses will be showing a loss next year. That's a huge drop. VAT um, and and all all the other things that go, the trickle down effects of, you know, you buy something from somebody, they buy something from someone else, you pay somebody, they're able to pay somebody else. And it, it all goes on and on. But you've got basically 10 million people now, which I think must be about a third of the... Uh, the, the working population in the country who are inactive in some way. Not everyone's getting benefits. I mean, I talked to a lot of self-employed people that were, were not able to get any kind of help because they fell through the cracks somehow. They didn't qualify for this or they didn't qualify for that or, the, you know, it wasn't quite right for them and, and they just didn't get anything or their business wasn't started at the right time. So it hasn't really helped everybody. But, uh, you know, that that is an awful lot of people economically inactive and that's got to have a big effect on the economy fortunately the economy is starting to move again but not not enough in in my opinion to get things back to normal and i don't think we'll ever go back to normal as such uh because working habits will have changed but i think we need to really get things moving again. a lot of shops are still closed uh which i don't see why um say a shop selling clothes or or whatever you know argos or whatever it is can't can't open again if the supermarkets can open and, and they can have people queuing up outside and staying two meters apart then why can't other shops do the same uh because that would get get things moving again it would enable them to pay their rent pay their council tax and all the rest of it uh so i think something's got to move now uh we, we we really need to move because the country is in recession along with germany uh, america Japan, first time in, in many years, they've gone into recession again. Uh, so, it, and Europe, you know, I forget Southern Europe. I mean, it must be terrible there. Um, They're already in trouble before, even in good times. You know, the, the so-called pig countries, PIGS, uh, Portugal, Italy, uh, Greece and Spain were, were had massive, you know, levels of unemployment as high as 40 percent in, in young people in spain at one time so so they're already in trouble and, and now this is going to have a devastating effect and i think there'll be more people losing their jobs as you know we've seen travel companies cutting back travel companies have uh, virtually lost the summer um, airlines and, and and even manufacturing companies will be laying off people as the economy slows down and that takes a long time to get going again it's like a a tanker, you know it's 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 slowing down, but it's going to take a long time to start up again and get moving again like a train. It, it, I think we've lost that momentum that we had from the the Boris bounce after the election. And of course, we've got Brexit coming up as well. you know we've we've got these Brexit negotiations to uh, do a deal with Europe before the end of the year and and a deal with America. Um, hi to Edizel watching from the Philippines. Great, great to see you. I've heard I hope you' all recovered from the typhoon last week. And I understand many parts of your country are also in lockdown. Um, and, uh, it, it, you know, I've been there many times. I used to recruit from the Philippines. So I know I know the country very well. And uh, I, I hope everything's going well there. I know that you haven't really got a safety net there, but I've heard the government have been handing out food parcels. That's what I hear. Um, I hear you get a lot of help from China at the moment. Well, that's that's a bit of a joke because I know China are really almost taking over the Philippines at the moment, I see. So, um, and and someone I've got here might be somebody from uh, Vietnam, I'm not sure. But anyway, hi hi to everyone tuning in. But um, now I was a financial advisor for many years, uh, for about 25 years. Worked for banks, insurance companies and for myself. And I wrote a book called Yes, Money Can Buy Your Happiness, which is about not just happy with money but it's about managing your money um, and your attitudes to money you know money myth number three people with nothing are happier and have more freedom than the rich do you believe that some people do some people say oh if you've got money it ties you up it's um it means that you know you're restrained by your money somehow it's nonsense uh money myth number four here business people or people with money are basically crooks you know the way business people are depicted as as crooks all the time as in in movies the businessman the fat cats and uh, they're always depicted as someone bad aren't they even on a question in one of the the prime minister's briefings the other day one of the the journalists i think from the daily mirror said what about unscrupulous employers who force their their staff back to work even though it's not safe you know it's that that whole way they talk about employers or or anybody and yet it's the employers and the capitalism. i mean is a dirty word you know so i'm a capitalist you know people want to shoot you um and and yet capitalists put in the capital they put in the investment to create jobs governments don't create the jobs it's the capitalists with their capital with their ideas um you know dyson uh james dyson who is now at the top of the uk rich list i don't know six billion or whatever but he is a capitalist. He's created a product. He's created this Dyson. He's created thousands and thousands of jobs. He's created, created millions and maybe even billions in tax revenues. Richard Branson is also an entrepreneur. Now, people say, oh, he doesn't pay UK tax. Well, he doesn't live in the UK, but his company pays a lot of tax. He, he employs tens of thousands of people in the UK. He's, he set up businesses in the UK that are employed, you know, and, and had benefits for for hundreds of thousands of people so his companies do pay tax even if he might live on his island but you know it's a free world if i want to go and live somewhere else if i want to say oh, i want to move to the philippines i want to move to singapore that's up to me isn't it i you know and then why should i pay tax in singapore and then pay tax in the uk it doesn't make sense so this this book is about your attitude because if you believe that uh Rich people are bad and anybody with money are bad. If you look at them with envy and hatred, then how are you going to attract money into your life? How are you going to be successful if the people you're looking at, and this is all in the book, I'll put it away from now. How are you going to be successful and how are you going to attract money into your life if you believe that people with money are bad? It's almost like you're saying, I don't want to be like that person because that person's bad. Um, and believe me, I've I've been poor and I've been wealthy, and I'm I'm not super rich. I'm not Richard Branson, but you know I'm okay. I'm comfortable, and I know which is better. And I know that you know when you've got that tight feeling in your guts that you know you can't pay your bills this month. That that's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible way to go around uh, in life. Thinking I'm not sure I can afford to go out and eat. I'm not. I haven't got much money left. I can't afford to pay the bills. Um, you know, I get to the end of the month and. Uh, there's too much month left at the end of the money and uh, my money's run out and I'm not going to be able to pay my direct debits for my my bills. That's a bad, bad feeling, isn't it? And we all know that. So I'm not saying you need billions to be happy, but you need money. You know, it it does take a bit of money to keep things going, to pay your bills, to to be comfortable, to be secure. Money is, is a lot about security. It gives you that security. Money itself, you know, if you just look at pound notes in your hand and they're not going to make you happy as such but it's the things that money can buy and that doesn't mean you can just be happy going out buying fast cars but it you know to, to be able to look after your family to be able to put a roof over your head to be able to put, be able to put good food on the table all requires money even the churches and the the, the the religions of this world who say you know don't store up treasure on earth your treasure will be in heaven and you know you hear this misquoted saying money is the root of all evil which is a misquote it's not Money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. And it was said by a person. It wasn't said by, you know, it's not written uh, in stone from Moses. You know, this these quotes have put people in, in their mind that, you know, money is somehow not good. And uh, if you're religious, then you, you can't be wealthy. Not true. Even the churches will, will say, yeah, m- money is bad, uh, but, but give it to me and I'll, I'll make you clean again and I'll do something good with your money. But they still want money. No, they still need money to run the churches. They still need money to run the synagogues and the I mean, synagogues have a membership scheme. You pay a monthly membership fee. Um, you know, I, I'm sure all the, the mosques and the churches and the temples, they all need money. And, and that, that, so you've got to have the right attitude for money, I think. And I think it's very important. Now, as I said, most people have zero savings to cope with, with anything. Um, you know, if if they lose their job, they can't pay the bills that month. And, and they'll be talking to their landlord and saying, well, I can't pay you this month. And that's what's happening at the moment. However, tenant demand has uh, increased at the moment. It it was very bad at the start of the lockdown. I had an empty property, couldn't let it, couldn't get anybody to even come and look at it or even talk about it. Um, But things have picked up again and I've got a lot of inquiries through uh, for for tenant demand. Now the property market, as I said, is up and running. Estate agents are operating even if their shops are not open. But I think uh, predictions are that properties could drop and plummet by 20% this year. So if you're a first time buyer, um, or if you're looking to get into the property market, I would, I would wait and see. But there are other ways to get into the property market without necessarily buying, without necessarily putting all your money into a, a property. You don't need to do that. There are lots of different ways of, of getting into property uh, with new, using no, none of your own money. For instance, rent to rent, uh, um, using joint venture capital, joint venture funds. Uh, using crowdfunding, that there are all sorts of ways of getting into property without using your own money there are option schemes lease options uh, you, you don't need to go out and buy a property i wouldn't at the moment go out and buy a property unless it was some sort of blinding deal because i think property prices will fall but there are other ways of making money in property without necessarily buying um, so if you're interested in, in learning more about that just drop me a line and i'll put you onto some online courses you can take uh, to, to learn more about property and, and how to get into property using none of your own money. And uh, I'll just finish off and, and say that, you know, we had the VED, the V E uh celebrations recently. Do you remember the Victory in Europe Day? And for those in, in Asia, the Victory in Japan Day, I think is in, is later, it's a few months after that. Uh, so the, the war didn't end in, in, in say, the Philippines, for instance, uh, until later uh, than, than Victory in Europe. Uh, but... It's seventy-five years since that, and and young children I've been talking to have been learning about this uh, in in school. They've, they've well on the virtual school that they get, and they, they said, "What's VE Day? What's the war?" You know, so they've been learning about the war, and they've been learning about some of the the values and some of the things that went on during and after the war. They'd never heard of rationing, for instance. Rationing meant you could only buy a certain amount of food you'd have a, a coupon and say well you can buy x amount of meat or x amount of butter and and this rationing went on uh, after the war i think it went on for about eight years after the the war had ended it went on until in well into the 1950s uh, because food was short and actually people benefited from that because they actually stayed slimmer during this period they didn't eat so much sugar and and fatty things and they they ate less obviously but they actually benefited from rationing but it you know they also looked at things that that people would repair things they would darn their socks if you know what that means it's sewing up holes in their socks they would repair clothes they would reuse things uh you know my mum and dad used to to reuse a, an old vest they would use it as a, a wiping rag before you had throw away j cloths and throw away uh, kitchen rolls you didn't have uh, they, they would reuse everything and we call it recycling now but they would reuse everything even bottles came milk bottles were sent back and, and cleaned and used again um, so that, that they're learning about these these values and and a lot of people were encouraged to grow their own vegetables and that could come back again it's much healthier i suppose to grow your own stuff and and eat what you've grown rather than just go and buying it for, from a supermarket Better for the planet and all that, but they've been learning about these things. I think it's great that kids can learn about what went on in the war. Yes, there were bad things happening; it was a terrible time. But people actually came together a little bit like they are now with with the, with the coronavirus. People came together, and and tried to help each other. Uh, there are people in this 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 uh, crisis that have been helping elderly neighbours, bringing them a bit of food, uh, getting a shop bit of shopping for them, which is great. And it's it's created that that wartime spirit. Although I, I don't think you can really. Uh, compare the war with this, but uh, it certainly created a bit of a spirit. And incidentally, debt levels in the UK are reaching uh, what what debt levels were like in the war, uh, and we we expect debt levels could could be over three hundred billion this year. And the war debt actually took until 2006 to pay off so from what 1940 something to, to 2000 it was 61 years before they paid america off for the war debt yes america didn't fight the war for nothing they fought the war and uh, we we picked up the tab and and we we paid it like a long-term mortgage over many many years so we're, we're going to plunge into sort of debt again and the country will be paying for that for a long time not just britain but many other countries so i i think in on your personal level I think you've got to look at your job, your future. Will your job be one of those jobs replaced by artificial intelligence or just phased out? Um, look for ways you can cre- create maybe a second income. Look for ways you can maybe turn your physical business into an online business because that, that's that's coming. Um, look look for ways you might be able to get into property without spending your own money there are lots of ways of doing it just just drop me a line and i'll put you onto some online some of the free courses you can do um, and and learn a bit more about how you can create a second income never stop learning never stop learning new skills because you know your old job could be suddenly out of fashion and you might have to reskill for something else so i'd say keep learning it doesn't mean you have to go back to university and and do three years of ancient history or philosophy that's not going to get you anywhere uh, learn skills that can you can turn into money quickly some of these courses you can do in in a, in a couple of days and it can really change your life so so there you go um, have, i hope you're having a, a great day wherever you are if you want to check out my book i'll put a link to it you can find it on amazon and you you can pick up lots of money tips and ideas as how to transform your finances and hope to see you again soon and have a great evening bye for now